Hey, I'm here with Dave, and uh, we're doing uh, part two of our discussion. We're kind of uh, initiating a new kind of podcast uh, that was inspired. We've been meeting, I suppose, how long? We've more than a year that we've done various. We read books, or we do poetry, or we watch movies, and uh, uh, we've, we've had different names for this group. We called it the Depression Group. Uh, when we were dealing with uh, depression. I think you called it the depression. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, We called it book club. Uh, The uh, fragility club. Oh, yes, the fragility fragility club. That was from the name of one of the books. uh, uh, And so we just uh, watched the True Faults. We've been to the True Faults Film Festival. And it is always such a galvanizing experience. I, you know, as over the eleven years that uh, Faith and I have gone, and David, you've gone about three, you say. Yeah. I mean, I just remember just some of the uh, the uh, unforgettable films, and there is just something about seeing a film. I mean, you're very often we're the first audience to see this. Uh, film, or at least the, the second audience, if it's been a lot of these come from the Sundance Film Festival first. Yeah, well, I think we're the first uh, non, uh, you know, non movie business audience is the true false. And it, true false, uh, and, uh, and you feel it. There's an atmosphere there. I remember one of the first films that we. You know, just uh, through the years, but Sugar Man, you know, you, you go in this dark film and uh, that it seems to be, but then it turns out to be this just uh, uh, amazing uh, story of someone, uh, uh, Rodriguez, who is, uh, you know, uh, I remember we uh, watched, uh, we, I, we've, I probably watched, uh, you know, 50 movies through the years. And a lot of them kind of bizarre and creepy. Uh, a lot of them that made it into mainstream media. But uh, I think I felt this year that a, a lot of the ones that we saw, as the true fault, as true faults, and, and it depends on what venue you're in, as to the kind of film that you're seeing. Uh, but. Uh, one of the films that I saw, I don't know that you, you the next Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that about? Well, it was this story. It takes uh, place at a Buddhist monastery mm-hmm. in a village in Bhutan, and there are these two teenage siblings, uh, Gumbo and Tashi, uh, and you know the girl, the little girl, is, um, they treat her like, uh, it's very interesting, she, I don't know if she's actually, you know, transgender, I don't think she's old enough to actually know, but it's a very interesting uh, take, because the father explains to the filmmaker, well, we just think that uh, her soul is a boy. And so she, you don't recognize at first that uh, she's actually a little girl, Tashi. Uh, and she's, they're both very interested in soccer and football. And 
but the father, of course, is wants the Gimbo to take his place as a Buddhist monk. And so there, it's a very interesting contrast between this kind of ancient religion. Uh, they live in the monastery, and yet the kids have cell phones. They're they're you know they're on Facebook, and they're uh, you know they're they're clearly living in two worlds. Yeah. And so the father is very eager. You know, at one one scene in the film, he, he the father is very talkative. The filmmaker said he loved to be on film, hmm. and but he's he's giving Gumbo a little speech. He says, "Now, I just want you to know that our family has this monastery has been in our family, you know, for generations, and that this is our livelihood. This is the way that we carry on." But I don't want you to think that in any way you're being forced. In <laughs> and of course, it's clear, you know, that this boy really has no choice. That, and and you can tell he's really not. Uh, he's not picking up what the father's laying down. Uh, in fact, he falls asleep while <laughs> the father, During the talk. yes, is lecturing him. And so part of the drama is, will he get to stay in high school, finish high school, uh, before he's forced to do the training, the religious training, to be a Buddhist monk? And so there's a kind of, you know, the, 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 he, he, the end of the film, we're told that he does, he is allowed to finish out his high school training. But, but does he go into... We don't know. Oh, oh, we don't know. That's where the film ends. Okay. But one assumes that this boy ain't going anywhere. So does the daughter... Uh, the father has this perspective about the daughter's soul being masculine. It, does that make her acceptable to be uh, groomed as a Buddhist monk as well? Or? Well, now she is not... You know, she's female, and so she doesn't qualify to become a monk. But she's got the soul of a male, according well, to the father. Doesn't that count for something? Is, uh, I don't, don't you know. Be apprentice. Or? I don't know how that's going to work itself out. The only thing she wants to do is play soccer. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't make the national team. She fails to make the team, and then uh, is just sort of crushed by this. Uh, and so the, the siblings' main thing is uh, they it's kind of you know they're practicing their soccer in the courtyard of this yeah, Buddhist the temple. They're kicking the soccer ball up against the wall of the or the door of the monastery. Yeah. And so it in a in a sense it's like here's Shangri La, you know that it, it is a very peaceful. You know, there's really not even even her, you know, her boyish soul. She does get, she's ridiculed by some of the neighbors, but her own family, they're just, they, they're, uh, talk is in a very accepting way. And so it, it, it's a very interesting uh, contrast of, you know, the father 
wants the culture, the Buddhist culture, the training, you know, he, he, the, there's years of training that are involved in learning all of the various rituals and rites of a Buddhist monk. And of course this is a way of passing on the culture. But what you're seeing is then the disruption of this culture through the technology and through, you know, the even even education. Though. Yeah. So very interesting. So anyway, that that was a, a uh, uh, So how how did that uh, how did that make you feel? <laughs> Good counseling <laughs> question. <laughs> Which part? You mean the whole film? Well, uh, whatever part that made you feel the most. Um, it was. It was. Uh, the the film was very intimate, and that was the the filmmaker had spent uh, more than a year not filming. She just went and lived with this family, and kind of you know became part of the the group and so she's filming the Tashi and and uh, her uh, uh, Yibo the, in the in this in the midst of very intimate conversation and so it's it, a lot of it is just this you know this uh, the intimacy the closeness between the the brother and the sister um, and so there is a kind of beauty in the film uh, that uh, is hard to. I, I think it would be hard to duplicate uh, in a, in another setting. Or again, it's um, maybe maybe uh, uh, it's like. And, and this is. I don't mean to be Orientalist here, but it is. There is a sense that. Uh, that most cultures have moved on, <laughs> but the the from the sorts of concerns, you know, in a way that the concerns of the family are are very, you know, pedestrian. They're very, you know, that uh, uh, they're they're not, you know, major. And yet, so there's a kind of beauty to the film. I guess that would be my main. Was there was, was there any one part that that disturbed you or was disturbing uh... I don't think there it wasn't it wasn't that kind of film okay uh, there was nothing uh, you know the the, the uh, maybe the surprising thing was you mistake Toshi's gender mm-hmm. because they'd never tell you that you know he she is you know uh, female and so she she looks like a boy, and she dresses like a boy, and even the father addresses her, calls her a boy. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, the the only, and it's you know, uh, so it is a bit of surprise when you realize, oh, this this is a, a little girl. girl. <laughs> uh, so you had said that um, at the end, uh, it. it it appears that the young boy knows which direction he's going to go, even though he does get to go back to high school. Um, do you have a you know? Do you think it, the audience is left with a feeling as to which way he's going to go? I think that 
uh, it, it becomes clear that uh, Gimbo is, he is acquiescing, passively acquiescing to his role. He's not going to be a very enthusiastic Buddhist priest, but he's probably going to continue on in the tradition. He doesn't question. The only thing, you know, he really wants to do, he, he wants to finish high school. He wants to, before he's, you know, that once he starts the training to become a Buddhist monk, this is a years of training. And that will consume his time. And so that will be the course of his life. And so I think that, that one would, you know, you, you feel a little bit, you, you, the preservation of the culture, in a sense, you think, well, there's a certain value in the pres- preserving of this tradition. You know, literally, it's the family's income. And at the same time, there is a kind of wish that Gimbo could his horizons, because he clearly would like to do something else. He yeah. clearly is not too excited about. Uh, and so one is a little bit torn, you know, that you're seeing this clash of uh, a kind of modern modernity and with a traditional culture. Um, and in a sense, there is a kind of constriction to the traditional culture that one might wish he could bring out. But the implication is that's not going to happen. I would guess it is. I reckon.